everything in life is a risk. Whether you work for someone or whether you work for yourself, there's always going to be a level of risk attached to that. Welcome to the Mind Over Money podcast with Jess and James, the only podcast you need to tune into each week to grow your personal, professional and financial life. Join entrepreneur, investor and multi-award winning international speaker Jesson James as he shows you how to take control of your mind to create the life, income and career you deserve. Here's your host, Jesson James. Who the heck is Jesson James? Who is this guy? And why on earth should you freaking listen to him? Now, many of you may know me, may know my story. But for those of you who don't know, I'm actually an ex-psychiatric nurse. I used to work for the, for the National Health Service as well as the private sector. And I just wanted to say right this very minute in the UK and across the world, a big thank you to all clinicians or healthcare workers or medical workers, key workers, teachers, delivery drivers, the you know postal workers. Anyone that's been working to fight this pandemic, I would love to give a massive, 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 massive thank you to all of my colleagues, ex-colleagues as well in the National Health Service. So for those of you who know, I'm an ex-psychiatric nurse turned entrepreneur. You see, for me, in 2009, during the last recession, my employer told me that they don't need me anymore. They don't need me anymore. And just like that, my job was taken away from me. I went from being a ward manager in the private sector on a decent salary. I was the youngest ward manager in the entire UK at the, only age, at, at the age of 27. And now my job was being taken away from me. And it made me realize that nothing in life is secure unless you secure it yourself. You may want to write that down. Nothing in life is secure unless you secure it yourself. So look, here's the thing. Everything in life is a risk. Whether you work for someone or whether you work for yourself, there's always going to be a level of risk attached to that. But here's the thing. If you're going to take a risk on anyone, why not take a risk on yourself? Why not take a shot? Do your own thing. So I decided to go into business for myself after I was made redundant. And I started my own care business. Now, to cut a long story short, because this is not about business, this training, this is about public speaker training. For me, I was able to go and start my own care business grow that company. That company made me financially free at the age of 31. And it made me a millionaire just two years later. I was able to go off and start other businesses and do other things. But here's the thing. Money, cars, houses, even your relationships, they bring you happiness. I agree. But here's what they don't bring you. Fulfillment. I honestly feel that you can have money in the bank. You can have family by your side. You can have a nice car. You can have nice possessions. They might bring you happiness, but do they truly bring you fulfillment? I don't think so. I think the ultimate art of fulfillment comes from giving back. Give me a one if you agree. The ultimate art of fulfillment comes from giving back. Think about that. And for me, my way of giving back was serving people, helping people, giving people, no, teaching people, sharing my knowledge with people. And I ended up coaching a lot of business owners one-to-one -one all the time, but I fell into a horrible trap. I had a multiple six-figure coaching practice, which on the face of it sounds great, training business owners one-to-one, -one, but it's not. Here's the problem with that. It was my time for money. And there's more people that need my help. Give me a two in the chat box if you agree that more people need your help. Give me a two if you agree. More people need your help. Not just one or two or three, four, five clients, but hundreds, if not thousands of people. Yes, exactly. So I had to retrain as a professional speaker. So here's the thing. I only retrained as a professional speaker in 2015. I only retrained in 2015. 
And as a result of that, I went off and started my own speaking gigs. I started running my own speaker business. I started training other people. I started teaching people what I know one to many on stages all across the world. I founded the Professional Speaker School, which is the world-class public speaker training hub that I've been able to share with hundreds of students and teach them exactly what they need to do to either sell their own products or services one to many on global stages or virtual stages, or become a world-class trainer within corporate organizations or even selling other people's products or services. There's great money to be had selling other people's products and services too, which is even better. I've been on stage in different countries. I ran my first event actually in Mauritius. This is me with the ex-president of Mauritius uh, in 2015. November 2015, I ran my first event in Mauritius. There was over 100 people there. And the reason why I ran it in Mauritius is obviously my parents are from Mauritius. I was born in the UK, but my parents are from Mauritius. I've got a great connection with the country. But the other thing was this. If I messed up in Mauritius, I could run back to the UK and no one would ever know about it. It was a fantastic plan. <laughs> so that's what I did. I ran away and did it over there and it went really, really well. And I got my first bite of being on stage, being in front of a large audience, being able to come out an audience. And as a result of that, I've gone off and I've spoken in different countries around the world. I've spoken in obviously Mauritius, Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, Dubai, Slovenia, Bulgaria, the Netherlands, obviously the UK as well. And I'm on a mission to carry on speaking everywhere I can. On global platforms, I've spoken in God knows how many countries, from South Africa right through to America, to, to all Australia, all different countries. I've been able to share my message all across the world. Um, success resources, who some of you may have heard of, Tony Robbins. Give me a one in the chat box if you know Tony Robbins. Does anyone know Tony Robbins? Anthony Robbins, say hi. <laughs> I shouldn't do that messes my voice up. Um, but Tony Robbins promoters, success resources are my promoters as well. They're also the same promoters as me. So they put me on massive global stages alongside the likes of Gary Vaynerchuk, who some of you may have heard of or may have met before Gary V. Um, as a speaker for success resources, I also get invited to cool stuff like this, like uh, private dinners with people like Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And in fact, he shared something at that dinner, which opened my eyes. Those of you who don't know um, Robert Kiyosaki very well, um, just go and check him out. His book's incredible, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? But here's the thing. He shared something at that dinner, which opened my eyes. He said, and he's, he's religious, by the way. So whether you're religious or not, this is irrelevant. He said, the world's a messed up place and God wouldn't want it to be that way. So how can you find something that you're passionate about that pays you well and also makes this world a better place? Think about what I've just said. How can you find something that you're passionate about that pays you well and makes this world a better place? And it hit me like a freaking arrow in the side of my head. That's what I do now. I get to every single day, do what I'm passionate about, which is training, speaking, mentoring people. I get paid for that and there's nothing wrong with that. And you know what? I'm truly blessed because I get to make somebody else's life better every single day day think about that so and i'm very grateful and blessed because like i said I've, I've gone from being unknown nobody knew who i was just a few years ago 
to being on stage with people like, you know, very recently I was on a virtual summit with Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher. Some of you might know them. Uh, Les Brown, that great motivational speaker. I was able to share the stage with him as well. And I had a quick chat with him whilst we were on Zoom that day. Sharon Lecter from The Secret. She's also the, the co-author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Some of you might not know that. And I've looked, I've won over seven awards in public speaking in the space of four years, including Best Male Speaker, UK Speaker of the Year and Best Product Showcase. Why am I sharing that with you, my friends? Clearly, I'm happy. You can tell from the photos, I'm happy. But every single one of those awards, my friends, and thank you for the beautiful comments in the chat box. I love you guys. What you can tell from those photos is that although I'm happy, those awards are a reflection of the thousands and thousands of lives I've been able to touch through speaking over the years. But I also want to show you something. Those awards are also the result of me committing to be great. Committing to be great. I don't want you to be good. I want you to be great. Here's why. Your audience and your customers will always think one level down from you. Please write that down. Your audience will always think one level down from you. So if you think you're good, your audience think we're all okay. If you think you're good, your audience will think you're okay. If you think you're great, your audience will think you're good. Think about what I'm saying. Give me a one if that makes sense, please. Give me one if that makes sense. And thank you everyone for your beautiful comments. I can see them. I just can't respond to all of them. There's so many of them. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. So look, you've got to be the best. Take this seriously, my friends. I wanted to be the best. I never thought in a million years, this kid who grew up in East London amongst drugs and gangs, I had two choices. Do drugs being gangs? or listen to some incredible parents and teachers who I grew up with nothing. My parents had nothing. They gave me what they could. I got bullied in school wearing secondhand clothes and secondhand trainers. I got laughed at, I got picked on, but what it created for this seven-year-old boy when that was happening to me was a desire to want more, a desire to have more, a desire to be the greatest and a desire to never let my environment shape me and make me shape my environment. That's where I'm at right now. And I want every single one of you to come on this journey with me, because for me, I've been on TV. Yes, I've featured in national press. I've featured in the television. I've been interviewed several times about how you can you can overcome stress so you can start making money again. And yes, I was featured in a show, Rich House, Poor House. Some of you may have seen that. If you haven't seen that, you can head over to Channel 5. It was the first episode was aired last year in uh, I think it was April 2020, February 2020, something like that last year, April 2020 last year. It was one of the most viewed episodes of over 3 million views when it went live. I was, uh, That show, by the way, if you want to know what that show is about, that show is about me swapping lives with a, with a less income family, a lower income family. Um, and I was able to live in their shoes. I had to live off their budget it was about 55 pounds for the week, something like that. And that, that was to pay for food, bills, travel, everything like that. Uh, and it was hard. Um, that family got to live in my house for a week and they lived it up for a week, which is great. But here's the thing. It opened my eyes to something that people need help. If you have a gift, if you have a talent, if you have a skill, share it. It's not your gift to keep. So I shared my gift with Jamie, the lady whose, whose house I swapped with, and I paid for her tuition to study business um, with me. I trained her in business. I brought her down to my school. I trained her up. And I then funded the startup of her cleaning business. I bought all of her equipment and I paid her all the money she needed to get started. She is now earning more in one day 
than she did working two or three weeks in a cafe. And she's able to do things with her kids, like give them things that she would usually say no for, um, take them to swimming lessons, take them on holiday. She's currently on holiday at the moment, if those of you follow her online. Um, this is a woman who literally a year ago was struggling. She was in 20 grand of debt and she was struggling. What I'm trying to say to you is this, there's poverty out there in the world. There's people struggling out there right now. And you don't realize how incredibly blessed you are until you go and experience it. So I'd encourage every single one of you to live your dreams live your best life go out there and live a life of fulfillment for me i love travel i love taking my family places i love taking my parents to places and look there's my parents down there in the bottom right there's some of my aunts and uncles i love being able to to fly my parents out to different countries and take them on holidays because they couldn't do that when we were growing up and for me look i don't know about you um but with my parents i look at them and i always say to them mum and dad i can never repay you for what you've done for me but i'll never stop trying I'll never stop trying. So for me, I love my family. And, and look, that's my why. I don't know what your why is, but for me, I love freedom. And being a trainer, being a speaker brings you ultimate freedom. But here's the thing. There's nothing special about me. There's nothing special about me at all. But I have a very simple and unique approach to make more money and have more impact. And that's what I want to share with you. It's the exact same approach that I use to make over £100,000 in 90 minutes from the stage to a room of strangers who never saw me before. So whether you want to make a lot of money, if you want to make a lot of money, or even if you just want a nice, subtle career change and you would like to make good money, but also have time freedom, I want to share that with you. So give me a one in the chat box if you're ready to learn it, please. Give me a one in the chat box if you're ready to learn it. I'll just take a sip of water. Thank you very much. Awesome stuff. Cool, cool, cool. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. So here's what I want you to do. Get ready to take some notes. I'm about to introduce you to what I refer to as my speak to sell formula, my speak to sell formula. Okay. There are five components of the speak to sell formula. I'll share with you what they are right now. Then I'm going to deep dive into one of them that I feel will bring you the most value whilst you're here on this workshop. Okay. Now, the first thing you need to understand when it comes to becoming a speaker or a trainer is state management. Now, there are two types of state you need to manage as a speaker. Number one, you need to manage your own state first. Look, I see a lot of people who want to speak on stage. They want to speak on camera. They want to speak on webinars. They want to speak in boardrooms. They want to speak to communities. They want to go out and talk, but they panic. They get stressed. They worry about what people might think. They worry about messing up their lines. They worry about forgetting what to say. They worry about being look, looking like a fool. And it starts to affect their state. And the problem with that is that if you're making it about you, you forget why you're there in the first place. Please write this down. Speaking is about my audience. It's not about me. Write it down. Speaking is about my audience. It's not about me. If you learn to shift the focus from you and put it onto other people, suddenly the game changes. It's no longer worrying about you. You're no longer worrying about what people might think. You're no longer worrying about, you know, what if I mess up my lines? You've got to shift your focus onto everybody else. And I'll teach you a bit more about state management during this web class. So you've got to manage your own state first. Here's the challenge, though. Rookie speakers try to manage their state on stage. Professional speakers manage their state before they go on stage. And I'll share with you what I mean in a moment. The second state you need to manage as a speaker is the state of your audience. Look, as a one-to-many speaker, 
trainer, whatever you want to call yourself, whether you're doing it live in person, whether you're doing it on a web webinar, whether you're doing it on a virtual summit, it doesn't matter. You've got to manage the state of your audience. Okay. Give me a two in the chat box. If you understand, I've been getting you to interact a lot. Give me a two. If you understand that getting you to interact a lot. Absolutely. Okay. Now give me a three. If you also notice that my energy is quite high whilst I'm speaking right now, give me a three. If you notice that my energy is quite high. Yes. Excellent. Okay, good. Look, here's what you need to understand. Your audience will only ever do one level below you. I told you that earlier on, right? They'll only ever do one level below you. So look, you've got to vibrate on a certain frequency so that you can get them to follow you. You've got to engage your audience. You've got to manage their state. If you don't manage your audience's state, they're not going to listen to what you're saying. If they don't listen to what you're saying, they're not going to take the next logical step. They're not going to buy into what you're offering and they're not going to buy into what you're teaching. Think about that. We've all seen people before in seminars who are talking on stage and in the audience are falling asleep. Maybe you've been there yourself. Maybe you've been listening to a speaker before and you're falling asleep. I've seen speakers on stage speaking to an audience the audience isn't even paying attention anymore. They've lost control of the room. Please write this down. My room, my rules. Please write it down. My room, my rules. Whether you're on a Zoom room, whether you're in a, a personal training room inside someone's um, um, company, whether you're in your own hotel room, rented out, whatever it is, running a seminar, it's your room, it's your rules. So you've got to learn to manage not just your state, but your audience's state. If you don't manage their state, they won't buy from you. The next thing you need to do is work on your story. Once you've mastered your state management, you've got to work on your story. Now, they say stories, facts tell, stories sell. If you craft your story in the right way, and at the professional speaker school where I teach people to do this, I teach them how to craft their stories in the way that Hollywood movies are written. You see, all of us have watched a great movie before. Give me a one in a chat box if you've ever watched a great film before and you didn't want to take your eyes off the screen. Give me a one if you've ever done that before. You watched a great movie like, gosh, this movie is good. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Loads of us have done that, right? If you learn how to tell your story in the right way, with the right methodology, like a movie is written, people will be engaged with you. Better still, when you do this in 12 minutes, you will build credibility really, really quickly with people. Now, here's the challenge though. Most people struggle to gain credibility quickly. Why? Because either they think they don't have any or they don't have enough time. Let me explain something to you. You don't need fancy certificates to make you credible. You don't need fancy qualifications to make you credible. You don't need lots of money in the bank to make you credible. And you definitely don't need to have lots of success behind you to make you credible. Here's what makes you credible, your story, your experience. They say, maybe you've heard this saying before, it's a beautiful saying, one day your story will become somebody else's survival guide. Write that down, it's a powerful saying. One day your story will become somebody else's survival guide. Think about that. Give me a two in the chat box if you've overcome hard times before. Give me a two if you've overcome hard times. That could be personal challenges, financial challenges, health challenges. Look how many twos are going off in the chat box. I appreciate you guys, yeah? Look, if you've overcome tough times before, you need to let people know about that because guaranteed there's someone out there right now going through the same problem as you. 
They're going through the same challenges as you. They've experienced the same problems of you. Yeah, think about that. Every single one of you have gone through something that somebody else is going through right now. So when you share that in your story, it builds credibility quickly. Here's why. When every single one of you share what you've been through, what you're basically saying to your audience is, I'm like you, so like me. That's all you're doing. I'm like you, so like me. Think about that. If you've been through pain, if you've been through drama, if you've been through stress, I've just seen Sonia's popped in the chat box. She's a career coach now because she wants to protect others from what she's been through. That makes her credible. She doesn't even need a certificate. She doesn't even need a qualification. She just needs to share that story. And I guarantee you something, someone will want to work with her over someone who's got fancy qualifications. Why? She's got the story. She's got the experience. She's been there. She's done that. She's seen it all. She has got the badges to prove it. I'd rather work with her than someone who's read a textbook. So you tell me, would you rather tell your story or would you rather study for 20 years and get a degree or whatever it is just to make yourself credible? I'm telling you right now, every single one of you have a perfect, beautiful, unique story inside of you right now. And I want to take it out of you. Because if I can take it out of you and get you to project that onto the world, you will see within 12 minutes flat how the audience shifts and they want to buy from you. They want to work with you. They want to hang around with you and they don't even know what you're offering. They have no clue what you're offering. But you know why they want to hang around with you? Because commonality, like attracts like. They're now going, there's something about this person I like. And the reason they like it is because you've just said to them, I'm like you, so like me. So I want every single one of you to start sharing your story with people. Start telling people who you are. Don't be afraid. Turn your faults into features. I always tell people that. Turn your faults into features. The next thing you're going to do as a professional speaker is create a solution for people. Now, there's two things you need to be aware of when you're creating solutions for people, especially around teaching. There are two types of teaching. There are speak to sell teachers and there are speak to teach speakers. They both have similar traits, but there is something that you need to know about the, dif the differences between the two. When you're speaking to sell, when you're speaking to sell, the only things you should include in your presentation, in your solution for people, when you're speaking to sell, for example, you're doing a presentation and you're going to make people an offer. When you're speaking to sell, Please don't teach them too much how. What you want to share with them is what and why. That's what you want to do. You want to share with people what and why. Here's what you should do and why. Here's what you should do and why. Here's what you should do and why. The more times you ping pong people from what they should be doing and why to what they should be doing and why, eventually their brain's going to go, okay, how? And at that point, you make them an offer. Why? Because if they want the how, they need to invest with you to continue their journey. Your role as a speak to sell speaker is to educate people to make a better decision, not to sell to them. Help them make a better decision. The only way you do that is by telling them what and why. That's the key. All right. If you're a speak to teach speaker, then you don't just tell people what, you don't just tell people why, you also tell them how. Okay. Because that's what they paid you for. So if you're teaching people, you must tell them what they need to do. You must tell them why. 
And the reason why you need to tell them why is very simple. People won't pay attention if they don't know what's in it for them. You've been listening to the Mind Over Money podcast with Jess and James. Don't forget to subscribe and follow on all the channels. Links in the show notes. Please also leave a review and visit www.jessandjames.com to find more resources on how to create the life you deserve.